and welcome to Improbable Things, Episode 3. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable things before breakfast, um, which is just six thoughts about either writing or science fiction. So I um, hope everybody's having a good morning, and let's dive into these six things for this week. So as I mentioned last week, I have been doing NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. I checked this morning, and apparently the last time I did it successfully was 2015, so it's been a while. I tried in 2017, didn't even make it halfway through, um, so I'm not even going to count that. Uh, And it may seem a bit ambitious that I'm trying to do this with three kids, three and under, one of whom is a five-month-old baby. But it just kind of lined up really well, actually, with where we are with our with our family, where the baby is um, kind of starting to establish a routine with her. So it it was just happening that I was going to have a little more time to get back into writing. And so I thought, what better way to just delve into it than just going right into uh, 50,000 words in one month. So I thought I would update y'all a little bit about how that's going, and I have been able to stay on track, which is really encouraging. Uh, I guess we're almost a third of the way through the month now, so that's a pretty good start. I've been able to write, uh, generally I'm writing a little bit more than the word count, so there's been a couple days that I was a little bit less, but it's, it's evened out. I've stayed pretty much, you know, on average, I've just stayed right on track. Today I still have think maybe 300 words left to do, but I should be able to get those in at nap time. Hopefully I was up at around 4:30 this morning, feeding the baby and couldn't get back to sleep. So thought I might as well get some writing in as well as some other things I have to get done. So early start, but pretty good start to the day, hoping to get those 300 or so words in later. And, uh, I think it's going pretty well. So that was, that was thought number one. And for thought number two, just kind of continuing along the nano novel um just path i i feel like it's going well in the sense that i'm getting words on the page and progressing in the story but as i told a friend last night basically the only way i am getting through it is just to tell myself over and over and over basically as i'm writing it's only a first draft it's only a first draft it's only a first draft because honestly i know a lot of people Uh, a lot of other writers say that they enjoy the first draft stage more and kind of hate the editing stage, but I'm honestly the opposite myself. I really enjoy the editing. And I think that's because when you're editing, there's something there that you're fixing instead of just bringing out something from nothing. (laughs) Like all you have when you're writing a first draft is what's in your mind. And sometimes there's not even anything there. (laughs) So I just find it so much more work to do the first draft and I can tend to very easily get bogged down in the editing part of my mind where I'm wanting to make all the words sound pretty, make sure I'm hitting the emotional points really well, just make sure that the plot does not contain holes, all those kinds of things. And that I think is why I struggle to finish first drafts because I get so mired in all of those details instead of just pounding out the bones of the story and then going back and fixing it later because you're not going to get it perfect the first time anyway. So honestly, you might as well just get it out and then just worry about the making it pretty at a later stage. 
Um, and I really, I forget who said this, but I love the saying, you can edit anything but a blank page. So basically to me, keep that in mind, keep putting the words there, and then later I can come back and fix them. <laughs> and I do feel that this novel is going to need a lot of work, um, partly because it is literary fiction. It's, it's not some kind of adventure, you know, action, sci-fi, whatever, with, with really clear delineated plot points for the genre. It's a person's journey in more of a real life setting. And I just think that's a little bit harder to nuance well. And I don't know, I think it's going to need a lot of work, but like I said, it's only a first draft. So we're getting there. So number three, kind of along those same lines, honestly, I think I mentioned, uh, I have been thinking about this novel for about five years now. I got a few ideas in my head. Um, back then I was driving along and just a couple of scenes and a couple of lines and just a few things popped into my head. I wrote them down on my phone for notes. And then ever since then, I've been thinking about it off and on thinking about different ideas for the theme. And so since I had been thinking about it for so long and it had really been on my heart, I thought this is going to be easy. I'm going to sit down, start writing it, write all the things that have been in my head all this time. It's going to be great. And I sat down on November 1st, started writing. That went pretty well. Sat down on November 2nd and suddenly realized that what I had in my head was not a story and it had no plot. It was basically just about two scenes and a theme idea and a couple of characters. Like there was no way I was going to get an entire novel out of this. And what's funny is I've been writing my entire life and publishing for about 10 years. So I've written several novels at this point, And yet this seems to happen every time where it feels like this very full, exciting idea in my head. And then I sit down and realize this is not a story. This is like three things. <laughs> and so I end up having to kind of go back and outline more than I thought I would have to. So on November 2nd, I sat down, ended up having to use a lot of my writing time outlining, but it was definitely worthwhile because now I have a roadmap for the book and for each chapter, I was able to add in more characters to fill out different expressions of the theme. And uh, it's it's been much easier since then, uh, even though it can be a struggle as far as what I'm getting on the page looks like, at least I know where I'm going and kind of what I need to get accomplished each day. So maybe next time I go to write a novel, I'll learn that that's the case. And I'll outline before I try to sit down because I'll know that what's in my head is not as full as it seems, but with my track record, I probably won't learn and I'll just have to do this over again. <laughs> um, so moving on to number four, uh, the last three years I have had a goal to read 50 books in the year. Um, so the first year I did that, I barely made it. I was finishing up the last few books on New Year's Eve. But then last year, I ended up reading 61 books. This year, I've read 59 so far, and I'm in the middle of a few. So I'm, I'm looking like I may surpass that, which is great. I'm, I'm loving getting so much reading in. But one thing I decided to do after last year was just people would ask me, like, when you're finished with this book, tell me your thoughts about it. And I wouldn't get around to doing that. So I thought I'm just going to take all 61 of these books and write really tiny reviews for them on my blog, like a paragraph or two, just my basic general thoughts on the book. Uh, and I was going to do five per post and just do like a couple of posts a week and, you know, knock them out in a couple months. 
And that went really great for the first 55 books. I got them in in January and February. It was really fun to revisit my reading list from last year. And then we ended up having a bunch of things go down in February. We had emergencies in uh, my family, our apartment flooding. We had um, with with my 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 parents, some of my siblings, just my family was was just going through some things that were taking a lot of emotional energy from me. And then once we kind of got through all of that and our apartment flooding was resolved, I was in my third trimester of pregnancy and then I was having a baby and then the baby was really little and I just did not get around to blogging and putting those last six book reviews out there. And then finally, as I've again been getting back into writing, starting Nano, I thought, you know what, I need to finish what I started, get back on my blog. Plus there are other things I want to share on my blog. I want to share, I did a post this morning about my uh, Nano book and there's actually a little excerpt there if you're interested in seeing that. But I thought I cannot move on with more blog posts until I finished what I started. So I went back a few days ago and just did my reviews of the last six books for last year. So those are all done. And honestly, I think I'm going to do it again next year. Uh, it was really fun to look back over the books to see which one stuck with me, what my opinions of them were with a little bit more time removed from the reading. So um, it was great. I'm, I'm hoping to do it again and uh, looking forward to sharing my thoughts on this year's reading list with you. Um, and again, kind of along the lines of the reading topic, here is thought number five. I mentioned, uh, I think a couple weeks ago that I'm reading Atlas Shrugged right now. Um, and I am more than two thirds of the way through now. So hopefully I'll finish it. Uh, maybe this month I'll get to finish that one. Uh, but it's been very interesting. And one thing that I'm, I'm finding as I get further and further into the book is it really reminds me of why, or one of the reasons why I love sci-fi so much. So Atlas Shrugged, I think I mentioned that Ayn Rand has a lot of insight into humanity and society and where things can go wrong and what a lot of problems are and where they can go. And that's one part of, of what I love about sci-fi is you can take problems that exist in our world and you can expound on them and just kind of um, look and see down the line where they will logically end up. Uh, and even maybe do it in kind of an extreme way, but just in, in a way that gives people some perspective and they can see some ways that what we have now is going to lead to later on. So I love that. And, and she does a great job with that. But then there's the flip side of it where you can present problems, but then you're also going to be presenting your idea of what a solution is and what your worldview says is the answer to these questions. And for Ayn Rand, she was extremely humanistic. Uh, it's very obvious in her writing. Everything is focused on human achievement and human achievement is really the pinnacle of value. And, um, there's, there's really no greater value to be had in anything else. Everything's about, um, success and how much you can do and how much you can accomplish. And, and those are all good things. Like those are, are wonderful and, um, you know, accomplishment, is a, a God-given drive that we have to, to do things and to make things and God created things and we want to create things like that's all wonderful and, and, uh, and worthy, but that is not the ultimate, <laughs> like that is not where our value comes from. And so it's kind of, uh, I'm having all these mixed feelings reading it where I, I admire 
so much of her insight and her writing. Like she's a very talented writer and I find myself going, yes, like as the characters are describing their views on certain things, I'll be going, oh yes, like I feel validated. This is so true. And then they'll turn around the next minute and say something, you know, where I'm just like, oh, but that's false, you know? And that is a huge part of why I got into writing sci-fi because on the same vein, I love um, Star Trek and it's very much like that. Like there's all these, there's a lot of really good insight um, and a lot of great ways they parody society and things that are going on in society. Sometimes it's a little obvious, but still it's, it's creative and it makes you think, but their solutions are always so humanistic. It's always about mankind and mankind's search for significance through achievement and through, you know, exploration and all that. Again, none of that is bad, but there's something more. There's, there's more to life than that. And for me as a Christian, I, it just made me hungry for stories that have that same amazing creativity and insight and power, but that point to the truth and point to something beyond humanity. So I'm having all these thoughts reading Atlas Shrugged, um, but I I really love it. I love that it makes me think and I love that it it really stirs me up to to want to to write more of my sci-fi and to hopefully point to um, something that gives people more hope and, and just really reminding me why I fell in love with this genre in the first place. So there's my little soapbox about that. Um, and then for thought number six today, uh, kind of a, a change of subject a little bit. Uh, so I've been watching the TV show Castle and I have wanted to watch this show for so long because I'm a writer and it's about a writer. So I love that. And I love mystery, um, shows I've, I've watched them for just years. That's one of my very favorite genres. I love Monk, Psych. I love Columbo, even Murder, She Wrote, (laughs) you know, the cheesy ones. I love all of those. Sherlock. I love, I love mysteries. And so I've been wanting to watch Castle. I also love Nathan Fillion as an actor. So, but it's never been streaming anywhere and I've never been able to find the DVDs um, inexpensively enough to really justify it. So they just put Castle on Hulu a few weeks ago and I was so excited when I saw that and I've been, you know, I would say binging it, but I don't really have that much time to binge TV. So I'll watch maybe an episode a day, (laughs) but um, I've been really enjoying watching it. All that to say, it's, it's an enjoyable show. I, I love the mysteries, although I can usually predict uh, who the murderer is and what's going on just because I've seen so many of these shows. But that, that honestly just makes it more fun for me because it makes me feel smart. But there's one thing that bugs me about the show, and I'm only, you know, like two or three seasons in, so um, I don't know how this ends up yet, although I, I have an inkling. <laughs> but what drives me crazy in these shows is the will they, won't they trope. And it is so prevalent on television and it absolutely drives me crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's good to have some of that. I think, you know, if there's obviously, you know, there is an, you have an attractive male character and an attractive female character and there's all this chemistry between them. And, um, you know, the audience wants them to get together and it's good to have some obstacles. Like, obviously you don't want it to be too easy. I mean, this is fiction. You want it to be interesting and, and you need to overcome some things. That's fine. But it's just how it tends to drag on and on and on in television. And most of my favorite shows do this. I mean, you have this in Friends, you have this in Chuck, you have this just all over, all over TV. Um, 
even in the office, although it, it wasn't as bad in the office, but all that to say, uh, it just makes me kind of sad. Honestly, it, it's, it's super irritating because at a certain point you're done with the conflicts and the what will they won't they wondering and you just okay just you're going to get together just get on with it <laughs> it just gets a little frustrating I feel like at a certain point but to me more than that I think it reflects a wrong view that our society has about marriage and commitment and this idea that uh, settling down and particularly getting married is not as exciting as you know the opposite not having settled down yet not being married yet about that the the mystery and the lack of commitment makes something more exciting. And that just could not be further from the truth. I mean, it's obviously a different kind of uh, drama and excitement that comes with being committed to someone, being married, settling down, but it's still plenty of excitement. There's uh, plenty of, like I said, drama to be milked and had from those situations. And I just think society is afraid of that in TV shows for the same reason they are afraid of it in reality. People tend to be very nervous about commitment and they feel like, I think especially younger people, maybe that it's not going to be as fun or as exciting. And I can absolutely say as someone who is married and obviously before that was not married, it is way more fun and uh, just plenty of excitement and mystery and intrigue being married. (laughs) And so I admire when shows, um, I'm hoping eventually Uncastle they'll get there. Uh, No spoilers, please. But uh, it it makes me appreciate the shows that do this well. Um, I think in The Office, they did a decent job where characters would be married and still have things to overcome eventually. Uh, And then I really appreciate this about Parks and Recreation. Like, they were not shy at all about having characters get married and then go on to continue to have compelling storylines. How I Met Your Mother, it's not one of my favorite shows, but they do a decent job of carrying really committed characters uh, through a lot of trials and interesting storylines. So that's just another little rant for you this morning. Um, And so uh, just please let me know uh, your thoughts about will they, won't they? Are you as frustrated by that trope as I am? Your thoughts about humanism in science fiction. Um, and if you have a chance to check out my excerpt from my nano novel, uh, feel free to comment on my blog. I love to hear thoughts from readers about, um, just really anything, anything that you have to share. I love hearing and interacting with, uh, with other people around uh, my writing and around the topic of stories. So thank you for listening. I hope everyone out there has a great Tuesday and a great rest of your week. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing writing, hoping to stay on track. And uh, I just wish everyone a great day and stay improbable. Bye.